Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So for my Spotify listeners, I am still recording on YouTube. So if I'm making reference, it's because, yes. So my YouTubers who are watching me visually, shout out to my line sister, Kimbra. She watched my video, and she saw my camera vacillating. So sorry if you watched those first two, like... I'm still testing out how to keep the camera focused. So she told me to try manual focus if it was on autofocus. So today I did. I kept having to put my little Spider-Man water bottle here in the picture so it can get focused because I don't have another body. So hopefully this time it works. I kept running back and forth to see um, if this focus works. So hopefully I'm in the perfect spot. Is doing what it needs to do, but y'all bear with me as I'm troubleshooting, which brings us into this topic today um, where we're going to talk about five subtle signs of self-sabotage. And the reason I thought this topic was important to talk about today is because it's a new year. We've already covered how to keep our re resolutions and what holds us back from doing that. And a lot of people start new goals around this time of year and about the end of this month, next month is when we start to drop off. And really, you can set goals at any point of the year or say you're going to do something and something holds us back, especially if that path is new, especially if it's scary, if it requires us to put ourselves out there in a new way, if it requires us to put our work out there. Me as an artist, because I'm sensitive about my stuff, I know that feeling firsthand a lot, you know, something that you put your hand into, something that you're, you know, you're precious about. At some point, you have to let the world in to see and receive it. And you open yourself up for feedback, attack, criticism, and even people liking it or not liking it can, you know, can kind of put you on edge. So we kind of don't do it. And I was talking to a friend last night and we were talking about some of our goals and both of us were identifying ways that we stop and hold ourselves back in the realizations we've had within ourselves that like I had to stop worrying about this in order to do this. Um, and one of the things I shared about her is when I first started this podcast. Now, I'm somewhat I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but I like things done a certain way. I, when it comes to my work, I'm very, very linear with it, very 100% or nothing. And a lot of my friends are the same way. <laughs> like we just like excellence in our work and in our execution. And so when it came to this podcast, I remember just having a thought about it standing in the store because I said, you know, I haven't. I had a I have a blog I haven't wrote in a long time and at the time I wasn't in the space to really just sit down and write and I wanted to get my voice out in other ways and then I had this idea about the blog and I was like oh you know I've done videos before I'm not exactly afraid to get on camera but you know the things that I want to talk about I don't know how they'll be received and so because I first had that thought, but didn't too much acknowledge it or give it a lot of processing about what I was really feeling. Um, what I did was start making up all of these excuses. Like I got to get this prepared or I have to have, you know, this website done or I have to have this look of it done. And I just remember me stopping myself like Whitley. None of that really matters. 
Like people are going to come on here and hear your voice. They not worried about your colorful art, all of that. Like that may intrigue them at first, but you know, they're here for the value that you're going to bring in your voice and what you have to say, you know, and the people who are connected to you, they're going to like whatever you have to say, regardless of what's going on. And that was hard for me to overcome to just do it, not, you know, have all the fluff going on or not super plan it. And so I actually had this Twitter rant probably two days ago. It was on another subject, but uh, from that, I outlined five ways to me personally that I feel like we subtly self-sabotage. And I put subtly because often self-sabotage is falls under the radar like it doesn't it's not saying hey I'm self-sabotaging it's it's really really subtle it's hard to identify and that's why sometimes it can be easy to blame like an outside source or you know say yes see that's why I'm not getting it that's why it's not working out when really we've created that environment for it not to work out um, by little things we did or didn't do. And so if you see me looking down on video, I am like, I did take notes only because I want to make sure I hit these five points because it's exactly what I tweeted like five days ago, not five days ago. It was probably like two days ago, two or three. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, was feeling this thread. Um, and really I was just talking about you know, let's leave blaming God for things that we created in 2021. That's how the thread started. And I said that just even focused on my own life and things that I've heard from people around me, whether I knew them or not, like, oh, God is keeping me at this crappy job. I'm just waiting on God to move. And it's like, why would God keep you at a job that you hate that's stealing your spirit away where you can't work to your maximum degree, you know, to punish you or to, you know, test your strength. I don't understand that. That's a cruel God. God can't be cruel and good at the same time. So that's where these things came in at. And my premise for that was sometimes I just think we don't take responsibility for the decisions we've made or not make and how that created the situation we may be in. For example, uh, me, I went through a season of where I lost my income and this is before COVID this is before COVID and at first I was living with my dad and to be honest I wasn't really saving money like I could have I wasn't really planning for the next step I knew the next step had to come at some point of me moving out I only had my car note and my insurance and my phone bill at the time which wasn't nothing compared to the money I was bringing in and then by the time it was time for me to move I was about to move with my friend, but then I found out right before school started that I wasn't going to, that none of my classes made it. And at that time I was offered more classes. So it was going to cover the income that I was making and I was devastated. So I ended up moving with my mom for like two weeks to transition and you know, that didn't work out. And throughout that whole time, like I went through this really dark place where I'm like, how did I get here of not having no money, no job? I wasn't working for about two months because then I had to go through the process of applying to be a sub again because I didn't renew. Because I'm like, OK, this is going to keep me busy. 
And so it was just a really difficult time. And at first I wanted to be like, well, God has me in a season. It's a purpose. And to that, I will say, yes, God can use any season and turn it around and use it to be purposeful and use it as a lesson if you decide to see it that way, because that's what gives us hope to continue on. But there was a point where I had to take responsibility for the decisions I didn't make in my finances to plan for even if I was out of work for two months with the money that I was making and not having any real bills, I should have been able to cover two months of all of my expenses, no problem. And I didn't because I didn't plan. That wasn't God. That wasn't God trying to punish me. That was the natural consequence of the decisions I did or didn't make and what I was prioritizing. And so you may have those same situations in your life where you may be at, you know, a dark space, whether it's in a relationship or in a friendship or at your job or any area where sometimes we we say that we're waiting on God or we're praying and praying and praying about something or we're praying for our spouse and we're waiting. And it's like, okay, at what point are we waiting on God? And at what point are is God waiting on us? And you know, we have to shift our focus to the things that we're doing. And then if we know for sure we've crossed all T's, dotted all I's, then that's the point where I can say, okay, well, yeah, God really does have me waiting. That's not the conversation, but I think, you know, if it came out of my mouth, that means, you know, somebody is in that space. I know I still need to hear that message. But from that Twitter rant, came these five subtle signs because it is my belief just examining my own life from that situation is sometimes we self-sabotage like when I look back at that time of my finances like I knew I had to move out at some point you know I knew like that was always the plan it's like why wasn't I saving and part of me didn't believe I can be in the space that I wanted to like no matter how much I make the ball is going to drop I was working I had just graduated from grad school and I had always dreamed at the university working at the university I do now and I didn't know what would happen that quick and I always thought the ball was going to drop at some point and so just certain fears that I didn't acknowledge kept me from really planning moving forward and then that fear came to fruition and I don't think that's a coincidence you know but these are the five, I keep going into it and coming out, but these are the five subtle signs, I think, in ways that we self-sabotage and keep ourselves from moving forward. And sometimes these things go under the radar. And again, if you're watching me on video, I'm looking down at my phone so that I can see the five points and stay on topic. So the first point is talking yourself out of what you're compelled to go toward. So this one is super subtle because there will be things where you'll be in a season where it's like, go talk to that person, go apply there. This relationship is right for you. This relationship isn't right for you. Uh, Go talk to that person. Go do this. Go back to school. Go apply for this position. Move there. Move back here. And... Because sometimes when we get those little subtle signs, it seems illogical to where we are. Like it doesn't seem like it's a good fit. It doesn't seem like 
love will be enough if it's with a relationship. It doesn't feel like the logical move or you're wondering what people are going to think about what you're doing. Um, for example, when I was moving home, when I decided to move home from New York, I was thinking about it for like a month. I did an internship right after I graduated and my plan was to go back to New York for at least three to five years to kind of dance, build my resume. Like I was always planning on staying in New York. I was probably just now going to be coming back to Dallas. I always knew my home base was going to be in Dallas of where I kind of wanted to build you know, the business that I'm working on, but I, I wanted to be in New York. I wanted to test out the city life, you know, outside of school. And I had already got hired at American Ballet Theater as a teaching artist. I was going to go apply for the Kennedy Center too. Like I had all these plans and I was working this internship in one night and it was so, and and it was just so quiet. I had the thought, go back home. And I was like, go back home. What? I'm not like, and I'm talking to myself like this because it was random how that thought dropped on me. Because like I said, I already was hired at American Ballet Theater. And if you're in a dance community, that's huge. Like I I had already had a position there. I just finished my degree. I knew I can go teach at any public school in New York, like, I knew how much, and they pay you out there based on your degree level. At Texas, they don't care, like, if you have your 10 years into your doctorate, you still getting paid as a first year. Like, but, like, I was set, I was going to be set in New York. So, to have that thought of moving back to Dallas, like, I was like, what, where is that coming from? And so... For a little bit, I didn't entertain a thought, but I kept hearing the same thought come up. And one day I went to our balcony because we we was in Martha's Vineyard. So the scenery and just being in nature is that's that's what you're in out there. So I was sitting on our balcony one night and I just started journaling and I'm like, what is this about? Like, why do I keep having this thought, you know, move back home? What if I entertain this thought? What does that mean for me? And uh, one of the things that I started writing was, you know, that you want to have a nonprofit organization like this or like the one you worked at when you first graduated. And you see working here firsthand that a lot of this thrives off of relationship. Like it's not so much about, you know, your resume or who, you know, like, well, it is about who, you know, but. It's about your connections, like the connections with the people are who keep this thing alive and going, even in desolate times. Like it's key people who are putting money into it, not just grants and outside sources, like it's families (laughs) who are pouring into this, like people that y'all ate with, talked to, that you've met firsthand. And so... I just remember having that very logical process. I guess God knew he had to give me something of why I'm having this thought. And I just remember writing down the question, would you rather spend the next three to five years building your resume in New York, dancing, probably dancing with all these great people, or spend the next three to five years building relationship that could possibly propel you even more in the direction you want to go? And I don't know. I feel like I couldn't have thought of that question on my own. I feel, you know, I have a relationship with God. I don't know what you believe, but 
you know, I, I just feel like that that didn't come from me alone because, again, my plan was set on staying in New York. But I say that example too. I could have talked myself out of coming back home because I I had this one thing, but I was being compelled to come back home. And if you watch the first episode about New Year's resolutions, um, I told how I told other parts of my story about the internships and me being accepted to premier intensives and then going to these internships instead. You know, that was times where it's been easy for me to follow that voice when it comes to careers. But you may hear that voice when it comes to a relationship, whether get in one or leave one. Uh, you may hear that voice when it comes to your friendships or to your job. Um, but I've heard that voice many times when it came to my work or to making a decision. And at first I didn't understand it. Like it didn't seem logical. It didn't make sense to me based on the plans that I had. And so that's one of the subtle ways that I think that we can self-sabotage ourselves is the thing that we're being compelled to. We stop ourselves from kind of exploring it or going into it because it doesn't match what we had in mind. And so just take a look at that. You know, it's not always the answer. It's not always sabotage, but it could possibly be if you ran across that. The second thing is not doing the work. So this one is not doing the work that you know is necessary for what it is that you want. So if you're praying for a specific job, does that job require a certain level of degree, whether you like it or not? Does that job require some level of experience that you can probably get volunteering, that you can probably get by taking another job that may not pay you as much as a job that's wasting your time, but it will give you the experience you need, even if you stay there for a couple of months or a year so that you can transition. Um, if you're praying for a certain type of man, have you become that woman? If you're praying for him to be fit and fine and with God, are you fit and fine and walking with God? If you're praying for a specific opportunity, how are you positioning yourself in doing the work? to get in alignment with that opportunity. And I see this a lot. I've seen it with myself, but this, this sign isn't as subtle, but sometimes it is because when it comes to certain things we pray for, we stop at the prayer and we forget that faith without works is dead. Like you can't speak a thing and say, you believe it's coming and you know it's coming, but then stop preparing. It's just like, you know, I'll never stop a kid from dreaming, but it's just like some of my kids who tell me, yeah, I want to be a professional basketball football player. And I'm always like, oh, I'll entertain you on it. I said, you know, how much are you trying out for the basketball team? Or the, Oh, no, I'm not doing it this year because what do you play football or basketball outside of school? No, because I got such and such, such, such. And it's nothing that their parents did say they can do. It's just like, oh, you want to go home and play the game. Oh, you want to go and go get on YouTube. Like, <laughs> you know, and how many people do we know like that? It's like you have this goal, you had this dream, but it's like what actionable steps are you doing to put you in alignment with what you say you want? You know, if you want you know, for me, I want an on a thriving online business. It's like, okay, 
how am I going to get somebody to buy a course from me or to, you know, come to my website and purchase anything I got going on. And they don't even know who I am. I haven't built my brand. I'm not offering any type of value consistently. It's, how, it's like, how can they trust? Because it's not like I'm selling a product that I can ship out and they can see. It's I'm selling a message. And so I have to get that message out as much as possible for people to believe that I'm a credible source, that I'm somebody they can listen to or want to listen to or want to take advice from or want to be encouraged from. So if I'm not doing the work to get in alignment with what I say I want, then what I want will elude me or it will come, but I won't be ready to to receive it or I won't recognize it. You know, and so that's one of the subtle signs we do to self-sabotage ourselves is that we're not actually doing the work that's in alignment with what we say we want. It's not headed in that direction. And sometimes you won't know all the work that you need to do, but sometimes you'll be led to do this, do that, do this, do that. Like when I said I want to make another passive income, that's when I started hearing voices about a podcast. And that may sound weird, but that's when I started getting, I call them divine downloads to do other things that made me very uncomfortable. But I had to make a decision like, oh, that makes sense, this. And I didn't know why I was being led to do that. And only now I'm trying to make these connections just so it makes sense to me. But I may be wrong about everything (laughs) but it feels good to go in this direction but to charge you with the same thing what work are you not doing that you need to be doing that's in alignment with what you say you want do you need to go take a course do you need to enroll back in school do you need to make the phone call do you need to apply for the job do you need to go volunteer do you need to lose some weight do you need to gain some weight do you need to change your diet Do you need to change your wardrobe? Do you need to invest in how you take care of yourself? Whatever it is, you have to evaluate based on what I said I want. What work that is in my realm that I have control of can I get to doing? Number three, procrastination. This one is self-explanatory. It needs no introduction. (laughs) This one gets me all the time, like, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Like things like this, like recording this and stuff. I took a nap before I uh, made this video and I was about to say, oh, I can do it later. And I was like, no, because I didn't get up in time to work out. I still need to do that. Still need to send a few emails. So I got up and did it. You know, we're not going to always feel like it, but procrastination is a huge thing that stifles a lot of us is waiting to do tomorrow what you can do today. Even if it's hard, even if it's tedious, even if you don't really feel like it, it's like just get up and do it because you making a decision to go ahead and do it just goes ahead and gets it done. So you don't have to worry about it again. And then you'll look up and you'll be happy that you made that decision. So procrastination, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because we know that. (laughs) Number four is refusing to make a decision or basing decisions on what other people think or feel. Now, this is subtle and it's dangerous because sometimes we we overthink, we try to overanalyze, overprocess, like try to connect all the dots. And it's like I I had this thought this morning 
that crossed my mind and the question was, how can you plan for a trip that you've never been on? And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a good question. But in the, in the, in the realm, in the light of our dream, it's the same thing. Like there's only so much planning we can do to do a new thing, you know, and some of us can think we're being productive by writing everything down and planning it out and doing all these things. But if, if we're taking so much time doing that, but we still haven't taken any real actionable steps that actually matter towards what we're doing, one, we're procrastinating and we're doing number two, not actually doing the work. Because planning is a part of it. I'm not telling you to just go and shoot up in the dark, but it makes no sense to like over plan for a journey. You don't know what's what's what will pop up, what will come. Now, yes, you can predict some of the things that may come up, but some of those things you just need to be able to run into and trust that you'll have the answer to know how to pivot, know how to turn, know what's the next right step. If you've never created your own source of passive income, but you've been given a divine idea to just start, just do the idea. It'll come how to set up certain payments. It'll come how to build this website out. It'll come how to do this video this way. Like all of that will come when it's necessary. But to delay doing the work that you know you can do, that's in your hands to do, for all of these things that you can't really control or that you can't really see really makes no sense. And I really had to tell myself that like Whitley, you're thinking too far in the future when you haven't even taken the first step. And if y'all remember that Michael Jackson video, I can't even think of the song right now. Uh, it's not smooth criminal. It's one of his old, old songs, but on the video, he's like, when he steps on the thing on the floor, the tiles, it lights up. <laughs> That's how God does our journey. It's like God don't illuminate the next step until you take the first step on the tile. Then it's like the next step goes and the next step, you know, and he also had his sparkly pants and his outfit to help him out. But the point is, you know, oftentimes we hold ourselves back just from not making a decision. Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich has a whole chapter on decision making. And he said, Successful people make decisions quickly once they have the information and they rarely ever change their mind. If they do, they do it slowly and only based on concrete information that makes them more informed about the first decision that they've made. And he said unsuccessful people change their make decisions slowly and they change it quickly and often, meaning they don't know which way is left from right. Like it takes them all day to come to a conclusion. And then when they finally do, they're still indecisive about it and they quickly change their minds about things. And just think about how much you probably do that in your own experience. Like you think about it, you think about it, you think about it. You ask other people, you ask them what they think and you still don't make a decision. Or when you do make a decision, you're questioning it so much that you're still waffling back and forth. And it's like you can't progress or see you know, see what's to come if you're always waffling back and forth and changing your mind. So um, that's one of the ways that we really self-sabotage ourselves. And part of that is also caring about what people think, like caring what they what somebody will say about our decision, what they will think about it. 
you know, what they'll feel about what we're doing. And if it's not deliberately hurting them, it just makes them uncomfortable because we're changing. You got to overcome that because you have to make the decisions that's in alignment with you, your purpose and where you're going, which brings me to the last one. Um, spend more time in pleasure than in purpose. Now, I know that's a huge one and this can really go either way. And sometimes we don't realize that we're doing this, but spending more time in pleasure than in purpose simply means that we are giving more time to things that are frivolous or give us immediate satisfaction than those things that might be a little bit more painful or, or be a little bit more um, not as fun because we don't see the rewards that quickly. Think about if you went to your university or got a formal education, whether it took you two years to get an associate's or four years for a bachelor or eight years or whatever for a doctorate, like there was a process. You didn't get the degree in one year or one semester. Like you had to go through a process and many things happened in that process up to you receiving the degree. That's why you celebrate as you do. So the same thing is true when a woman is birthing a child, she doesn't conceive and then a week later give birth. And sometimes if she gives birth too early, even six or seven months in, it can be dangerous to the to the manifestation of that baby because it hasn't it hasn't had its full gestation process that's required for a healthy pregnancy. So you have to think about it in the same way with your goals. Oftentimes we'll set a goal and we think it's supposed to come overnight or we have this timeline in our head and it's like, no, it may take a little bit more time for your husband to come because you got to get prepared. He got to get prepared and it may not be on the timeline as your friend or the people that you see on TV or somebody else, you know, but then when you get it, it's going to be like, dang, that weight was worth it. It may not be, you know, on your timetable that you get the dream position you want, but these other positions are lined up for you that'll give you purpose, give you joy, and that you'll have to go through and experience. You may not make $100,000 overnight. It may take you, you know, a month, two months, a year to finally get to that, you know, dream number that you want to make in your business. And so sometimes we give into that immediate gratification, what will get us quick results instead of staying the course and doing what's necessary and what may sometimes be more painful in order to get us to that end goal. And so those are the five things I don't want to hold you long of kind of what keeps us subtly sabotaging ourselves. Number one is taking yourself out of what you're compelled to go to. Number two is doing not doing the work. So overall, just not preparing for what you ask for. Number three is procrastination. Number four is refusing to make a decision or basing your decision off what people think and feel about what you're going to do. And number five is you spend more time giving into pleasure than purpose. And so if you find yourself in any of these five things, my hope for you is that you allow yourself to be honest with yourself and explore that. It don't mean shame yourself, beat yourself up, but just look at it and look at it honestly and say, okay, what changes do I need to make? What decisions do I need to make 
to really get me back in alignment with the purpose that I have set and the goals that I want to achieve. I love y'all so much and I'm thinking about y'all and have a good day. I'll see you in the next session.